The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to 10 Things You Need to Know This Week in Wrestling. Ooh, we had a good response last week. Here's the deal with this show. Some people, a little confused, they said, hey, I watch all the other stuff. Why should I watch this? Good point. This show, if you don't have time to watch Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205 Live, The G1, New Japan, all that stuff, if you just want your results and everything you need to know about what happened in wrestling this week, this is the show to go to. And plus, we got like impact results. Got a bunch of okay. Stuff. You finally answered the question. Then because the question posed to us was, why should I watch this? I watch all the other stuff. We try to include some new stuff here. Mm-hmm. If we don't have any regular New Japan or Impact news and our other programming, mm-hmm. we always include something in this show. Yeah, always. Eventually, we want to get to the point where we're including championship wrestling from Hollywood, championship wrestling from Arizona, all Ring of Honor television tapings, everything. Everything. We'll try to get into 10 entries. It's going to be tough. Probably not a good idea. But anyways, yeah, this is your one-stop shop. Look, if you don't have time for all the other stuff, you can get all your results, everything that's going on storyline-wise on this show. So let's kick it off with number 10. 10. Gulak stands tall heading into SummerSlam. That's right. 205 Live. Here are your results. Uh, Well, we'll kick it off with talking about Drew Gulak, Cedric Alexander. They have a match at SummerSlam in the kickoff show. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, why doesn't this kick off the main card? Get the crowd excited. Um, Remember last year, the first match during the pre-show, kickoff show, SummerSlam was basically in an empty arena. Yeah. And the Hardys were involved in that match. Yes. Yeah, people were still filing. It wasn't like there was like a problem at the gate or something. Like I that. don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Regardless, it was basically in front of 10 people. 205 Live is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a it really is a fantastic hour of weekly TV. They probably just should have put this match on 205 Live. Because it would have been, here's the thing. I guarantee you if it was simply the main event of 205 Live like next week, that match would have been way better than whatever they're going to do at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of 205 Live this past week, they sort of gave us a huge clue as to who's going to go over at SummerSlam, though. Drew Gulak attacked Cedric Alexander after his match with Jack Gallagher um, and put him in the Gulak, stood tall, held that title, that Almost guarantees Drew Gulak's not going to win at SummerSlam. Sad for me. That was my prediction. Hopefully, it still happens. Yeah, I bummer, like Drew. Bummer Gulak for Steve. A lot. I like Drew too. I like Cedric more. Mm. Um, so you know, bummer for you, Steve, but good for me because I pick Cedric. Match hasn't happened yet. Although, hasn't yet. I kind of feel like they determined this one already. Oh, a long time ago. A while ago. Long time ago. Anyways, the rest of your two hundred five live results. Leo Rush defeated Kira Tozawa via second match. Yeah, final yeah. hour. Yeah. So that's 2-0. Leo Rush is over Akira Tozawa. He is undefeated since coming to 205 he, Live. He came to collect wins. Yep. Um, next, in a backstage segment, Drake Maverick ruled out Mustafa Ali from action for the foreseeable future because Mustafa is dealing with exhaustion. And based on the picture he put on Twitter, he's battling exhaustion by eating a ton of sweets. Good idea. He also dropped another one. That we haven't watched it yet, but he dropped another one yes. of those great sort of uh, very dramatic promos. Yes. Um, it's like two and a half minutes long, I think. 
It's on his social media, on his Instagram, and is on his uh, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. So check that out. Uh, next, Hide Watami defeated Trent Newman, Newman via ref stoppage after two corner drop kicks after the bell. Hide Watami just really want to get his finisher off. Trent Newman, Tracer X, ate his finisher. Yeah. No, Trent Newman is not a new member of 205. He's a local enhancement talent. Yes, Tracer X. Job jobber. Um, also, another backstage segment, um, Drake Maverick told the body guys, Tony Nese, Buddy Murphy, they'll be facing Lucha House Party in a tornado tag match next week. That should be phenomenal. That's going to be really good. And then finally, the main event, um, Cedric Alexander defeated Jack Gallagher with a Spanish fly kind yes. of out of nowhere. Kind of, yeah. It was like a kind of a pop-up-ish. Uh, Jack Gallagher was uh, whipped off the ropes, came into him, pff, Spanish fly. Spanish fly, one, two, three. Good match, though. Really fun match. They yeah, gave it a lot of time. It's one of Jack Gallagher's better matches on 205 Live. Yeah, absolutely. Probably the best one he's had since the tournament earlier this year. For sure. Number nine. Nine. Here are your impact results from uh, Thursday. Yeah, this was a fun. Ep- this was a fun episode of. In impact. other words, this is where Steve, the segment Steve, Whee! gets to shine. Love me some impact. I actually watched about three fourths of impact this week. I missed. Uh, the only thing I actually missed was Ali versus Sue Young. So the the impact kicked off with uh, Phoenix Ray Phoenix versus uh, Sammy Callahan. Um, and holy crap, this was a fun match, man. This was so much fun. Phoenix is great. Um, you know what I like, too, is that they're not shying away from showing the the entire audience. I grant there was like maybe maybe 200 people in attendance for this, maybe 300. Um, but the, the set production was really, really good. And the people that were actually there were really into it. So they are from the very, this is the great thing about Impact. You're watching a company whose reputation was in deep, deep, deep in a hole, dick their way out of it. Prior to this, when they were shooting stuff at a Universal, Universal, a bunch of people who had no idea what they were even watching. Now, yeah, the crowd might be small, but they are passionate. They are there for some really good wrestling. Kick things off. Uh, Ray Phoenix got the win on Sammy Callahan with like this really cool spinning muscle buster thing. If if WWE does does decide to sign Ray Phoenix and, and Pentagon, they better not just relegate this dude to 205. Oh, no. Like, he is special. Yeah. He is special. Also, in Impact, Johnny Impact defeated Jimmy Jacobs. Oh, Jimmy, via... Jac- Jimmy Jacobs is wrestling again, huh? Yeah, well, kind of. This was more Jimmy Jacobs is acting as manager for Monsters. Mm. First, I think it was Abyss. Now it's Congo Kong. And so he challenged Johnny Impact, went to the ring, cut a promo. Johnny Impact starts to come out. Congo Kong came out, laid him out. Jimmy Jacobs went for a pin, uh, thinking that it was just an easy, you know, w. statement victory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny Impact kicked out. Jimmy Jacobs basically runs away. Uh, Congo Kong slams him in the ring, which gets... Uh, uh, Jimmy Jacobs DQ'd. Yes, exactly. Yes. So that's, yeah. Uh, after that, we had the debut of the Smoke Show with Scarlett Bordeaux, the very sultry, sexy, new heel lady that they got going on there. I've never seen her wrestle before, uh, but she's causing a bit of a buzz there on, on the Impact social media stuff. And it had it was this comedy segment basically with KM and Falaba, who are kind of a comedy act now. It was pretty funny. KM's uh, that really tall dude, right? Yes. Sort of goofy. Lots of personality, that guy. Um, after that, we had an Austin Aries killer. Cro- There's a dude named Killer Cross yeah. who is aligning himself with Austin Aries. Um, Eddie Edwards, who's sort of like taking over the mantle of Tommy Dreamer as crazy hardcore guy. Uh, had a match with Eddie, uh, with, uh, what's his face? Uh, Austin Aries last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, and lost, right? Yeah, I think thanks to Killer Cross. 
so they're aligning now. Eddie Edwards came out during this promo, attacked Killer Cross with a kendo stick, and Killer Cross, for the most part, was kind of no selling it at first. Uh, and then eventually he got chopped down. Austin Aries uh, runs off. Uh, and then uh, I think Killer Cross at that point might have like taken Eddie Edwards down. Uh, after that, we had Eli Drake versus no, Joe do Hendry. do it right. Do it right. What? Oh, next up we had Eli Drake. Thank you. Versus uh, the prestigious Joe Hendry. Yeah. Of course, uh, he's in an angle right now where Grado and his girlfriend. Sorry, Joe Hendry is kind of stealing the attention away from Grado's girlfriend, uh, which is fairly comedic. It's pretty funny. Um, Joe Hendry actually beat Eli Drake like a couple weeks ago this time. And of course they're taking advantage of having the full Joe Hendry experience there. He's doing these music videos oh, yeah. that are hilarious. Uh, this time, uh, Eli Drake got the win via roll up because Grado was being a bit of a distraction. This is causing some more friction between Joe Hendry and Grado. All hilarity ensues. Larson, this is why you should be watching. I like Joe Hendry. Me too. Uh, and then next up, Allie. I didn't actually watch this map, match, but I have the results here. Allie and Sue Young uh, had a fight. And then uh, Knockouts champion Tessa Blanchard comes in. Uh, she attacks Allie. So uh, Allie gets the DQ win over Sue Young. I think Allie ended up standing tall, too, because after that attack, she ends up taking out Tessa and Sue Young. She stands tall. Interesting. And finally, LAX. Versus the OGs in a literal street fight, an street. actual street it fight. Street. It was in the street. You saw a bunch of this because I put it on while we were putting together notes. Yeah, yeah. What was your take on this? It was pretty. It was. It was relatively well put together. Yeah. Um. It was fun. It was fun. That's. I think that's sort of the thing about Impact these days. That oh, uh, Ray Phoenix is also uh, next in line for an X Division title shot. Ooh. He's him and Brian Cage. I think it like Ooh, that'll be for glory else. or something. That'll be something else. That should be a hell of a match. Um, so LAX went over, uh, got their tag titles. So they won in a literal street fight. And in the end, they did this great thing where King, uh, Eddie Kingston, I think his name is, who's the leader of the OGs, the manager guy, started yelling at Conan saying, you're not tough enough. You're now you're just a soft said, 15 years ago. You would have split my head open. Yeah. And now you're just a broken old man. I think he called him a bitch and uh, said, you'll never do it. And he gets down on his knees. Conan takes like um, most of the weapons were like uh, uh, sort of prison weapons, homemade, homemade. Because there was like a, sh a fork with like tape for a handle, which is yeah. supposed to be, which is going to be threatened to use as a shank. So that was really cool. And then uh, yeah, there was a great sort there of there was a sock with something in it. It's sort of like an American me esque scene. How you feel? Because yeah, there was a sock with something in it. Probably another sock. I but... feel like it was probably another sock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess the idea had like a bunch of quarters or something in it. Something like that. Or like yes. some rocks, maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, but it, it, you know, it, it bounced off people like it was a, a sock. Um, in any event. They uh, should have added some sound effects. I would, yeah. 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 Uh, and so Eddie uh, King uh, looks up. He gets on his knees, execution style, looks up at Conan and says, you're not going to do it, old man. You're not going to do it. And then, uh, and then Conan says something like, you know, uh, he says something, something, motherfucker. <laughs> and then, and then, and as he's about to blast him, like he starts to wind up, blast him on the head, and it goes black. End of show. It's fun stuff. It's like they do things that are just fun. It's like, mm -hmm. hey, you got an idea? Let's run with it. Let's take it to its fullest. And you have to appreciate impact for at least that. Yep, they try. Yeah. Number eight. Eight. Oh boy, Hulk Hogan talks to Bill Apter and continues to dig himself into a deeper and deeper hole 
The only reason we're really including this is because there's been sort of this question up in the air. Will Hulk Hogan make a WWE return on camera if he keeps on making statements like the one we're about to mention here? The answer is going to be no. I don't see any way that the WWE would take a risk when he continues to say stuff like this. He had some statements about the apology yeah. and sort of the mini backlash that happened after his apology at the backstage of Backlash, right? No, it was... Was it Extreme Rules? Yeah, Extreme Rules. Okay. Yeah, that's right. It was Extreme Rules. What did he say in this podcast? Well, there's a lot, but I think the, the, the salient point, which you brought up, is uh, this. Um, I'll just read this. this is, these uh, transcripts are courtesy of Cage Side Seats. Quote, in this case, is a situation where 75, 80, 90% of the wrestlers are protecting me and they're giving me another chance to move forward. Because earlier he talks about uh, the brotherhood of professional wrestlers. you got to protect, mm-hmm. protect each other in the ring mm-hmm. and then you look out for each other backstage. Essentially is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's just a few wrestlers that kind of like don't understand the bond and the brotherhood of wrestling. And hey, if someone makes a mistake, you need to forgive them and move on and try to let them prove themselves. I just feel that I wish I could have one-on-one conversation with the people who really don't know me and try to maybe explain myself better. That's not going to help your case, Hulk Hogan. It's not going to help your case. You need to let people feel the way they want to feel and the onus is on you mm-hmm. to not begrudge them for that. Yes. But to prove via action that you are a changed individual. I yes. would suspect that is the way, like speaking personally, if I was in the shoes, and it's difficult to because, you know, when you're dealing with race relations, it's difficult as a white person to understand the point of view. You know, I can just accept the words that I hear from individuals uh, you know, affected by this and take them at their word that, hey, this is really heavy. I mean, even as a white guy, like it affects me. I don't like seeing that kind of stuff. You know, I like hearing that kind of stuff. And so the onus is on Hulk Hogan. Definitely. If he wants to change that with his audience, you know, hey, I don't want to look at this guy and just think of the nasty racist stuff that he said. You know, I want to look at him and say, oh, this is a guy who fell on some, you know, fell on hard times and he proved that he's a changed individual and at that point, me as a fan of the product and willing to see him in front of the camera. I kind of don't feel like he's necessary, to be honest with you. But saying things like this, aren't, mm-hmm. that's not going to help him. It's, no, it's not. It's and, not. And, 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 and if, if, if he has, if there's something he wants to say to individuals who he feels didn't accept his apology, reach out to him. Yeah. Reach out to him. Yeah. Or yeah. Make, the, make the attempt. Yeah. And then try to have that conversation. Don't, don't. Say, well, if people want to talk to me, they can talk to me. I understand your Hulk Hogan. He has to be the one that makes the effort. Exactly. I understand your Hulk Hogan. But guess what? They will not be coming to you because what do they care? You know what I mean? Yep. Like, if you want to change minds, it's on you to go out and do that. If there are specific people you're talking about, and we we can kind of guess that he's talking about the people who have been vocal about this, the New Day, Titus Mm O'Neill. Reach out to them. Yes. Say, I would like to talk to you one-on-one because I feel like my message did not get across and this is how I really feel. And then it's up to them whether or not they want to accept it. But don't go going into this bullshit about the brotherhood of wrestling. Especially given your history politicking backstage. Exactly. Exactly. Time and time again, what has he proven? That there is one guy that he cares about, and that's Hulk Hogan. Exactly. So there you go. Number seven. Seven. New Japan Wrestling G1 winner and fallout. Here it goes. Ooh, yeah, we, we touched on this on the our Monday news show, but we'll re- recap it again. Yep. Your winner of the G1 this year, 2018, G1 Climax 28, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Ooh. his third G1 win. 
Um, he defeated Kota Bushi in an excellent, excellent, excellent match. Um, yeah. Um, this past Sunday morning here on the uh, West Coast um, and earned himself a spot in the Wrestle Kingdom main event against Kenny Omega. Yeah. Best bout machine. That should be huge. Yes. For the IWGP heavyweight title. Um, apparently, they'd have a feud back when the Intercontinental title was vacated mm-hmm. a couple years back. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I believe Kenny won that eventually to lose the title in a ladder match to Michael Elgin. Mm. <laughs> I haven't seen, I have not watched uh, the other two matches that everybody said were standouts. Uh, I haven't seen Kenna, uh, Kenny Kenny Omega versus Ibushi. Yeah, I watched And that. I haven't seen... Um, Okada Tanahashi? Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that one, and I haven't seen uh, Kenny versus Ishii. Oh, that one's good. Out of all those four or five matches, um, I know a lot of people were saying that they felt the final was the best of them. Um, how, where do you fall on that? I mean, the final was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of touched on the story they started earlier this year after Coda uh, had a match, or late last year, actually. Coda had a match against Tanahashi. Yeah. Um, lost. But uh, the narrative they were they were really working with was that Tanahashi was one of the wrestlers Kota Bushi really looked up to, mm-hmm. and so even in defeat, it, you know he, he acted as if it was a huge deal to be in the, just to share the ring with him. Yeah. After this match, um, Tanahashi goes up to Kota as if to kind of have a similar moment. And Kota goes, "Nope, I can't do this." Walks out. Um, so they touched on kind of the emotional heart of their story a bit, not a ton. Um, I was kind of surprised with Kenny and Kota. Because going into it, Kenny had said, I don't know if I can do what I need to do to beat him, mm-hmm. essentially. But he was dropping some vicious, vicious V-triggers mm-hmm. on Kota Bushi. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really, unless they changed the story mm-hmm. after that, or is that, that was just Kenny kind of pushing the narrative that he was looking to do. I don't know. But I didn't feel like there were, the emotion in that match was what I was expecting. Gotcha. Um, Ishii versus Omega. I'm taking the long way to answer your question. Yeah, okay. uh, Ishii versus Omega was really good, really physical. Um, really exciting. A lot of great near falls, but those guys always deliver. Yeah. Um, Okada Tanahashi, super dramatic towards the end, especially because it got down the time limit. That's the one I'm the most fascinated by. That's yeah. what I want to see. The, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. The most enjoyable on a visceral level is probably Omega Ishii because it's the most physical. Yeah. Probably from a storyline perspective, it's either Okada Tanahashi or, or Tanahashi Ibushi. Cool. And mm-hmm. I'm guessing Omega and Ibushi are, are holding back a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Mm hmm. Because they did some crazy stuff, but nothing like the DDT match yeah, in 2012. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if they really want to do that. Yeah. Go to those extremes well, anymore. They're older now. I know. So, yeah, another successful G1. So, uh, yeah, we're set for uh, Wrestle Kingdom. That should be yep. fun. Other developments after the G1. Okada and Gato parted ways. That's, That's right. Huge. That is absolutely huge. Um, Meltzer had a little bit of uh, some reasoning for that, some possible reasons for that. Apparently they uh, they might want Gato to take a bit less of a fo- uh, of a, of a on camera role be a focal point yeah exactly because he's the head booker just doesn't look quite as good with him you know rallying the guy who's going to be winning all the matches um, even though obviously that hasn't been the case with Okada yeah also given that Okada seems to be transitioning into more of a babyface role having a manager to do all his talking really wouldn't be all that mm-hmm. you know useful mm-hmm. uh, as a babyface so kind of interesting how they go about that um, but yeah uh, pretty shocking. Um, also announced, or yeah, I guess Kenny accepted Tomohiro Ishii's challenge for the IWGP heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. So that'll either happen at Power Struggle or King of Pro Wrestling. Mm. Um, Cody challenged Juice Robinson for the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. And then Tanahashi said in an interview after the G1 
that he's going to put up his Wrestle Kingdom title match contract against Okada at uh, at some point. Again, probably at Power Struggle or King of Pro Wrestling. I'd be very surprised if he lost the contract. Oh yeah, I'd be very surprised. Oh yeah, but it's New Japan. Every time I'm every time I say I'd be very surprised, they just they do it. I don't know if they've ever done it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know how often they've had like a contract match like this. That's kind of crazy. It's like they do that. They did that last year. Naito put up his contract against somebody he lost in the do G1. They do that every year. Last couple of years they have. Oh wow. Okay. Jeez. Mm, crazy. Number six. Six. Kyrie Sane gets intense. Here's your NXT results and takeover preview. That's yeah. right. Saturday we've got a takeover Brooklyn four. Ooh, it should be good. Yeah. Uh, this is the best Kyrie Sane we've seen in NXT thus far. So she had a match against Aaliyah mm-hmm. on the go home episode of NXT prior to takeover. Uh, this past Wednesday, and uh, Shayna Baszler was out there doing commentary. And yes, as you said, uh, Kyrie Sane was basically using Aaliyah as a rag doll to make an example of and pointing, literally looking at and pointing at Shayna Baszler as she made Aaliyah tap out after dropping three insane elbows, not going for a pin on the first two, going for a pin on the third one, but pulling her back up on two and then making her tap out. Absolutely amazing character stuff from Kyrie yes. Sane. Something different that we've seen from her. The whole subtext of the match was while she's looking at Shayna, this is what I'm going to do to you. Yeah, exactly. Um, which was uh, absolutely fantastic. This should be, this could be a show stealing match. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody's really expecting them to outshine. You got Adam Cole Ricochet. You got Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era. You got Gargano Ciampa 3. Exactly. But this could be this could be a show stealer. Mm-hmm. Um, other matches on NXT this week. Street Profits uh, beat the Mighty. With a roll-up. A roll-up. Yeah. From Montez Ford onto Shane Thorne, I believe. Yeah. With uh, a handful of tights. And then EC3 and Velveteen Dream had a promo off, uh, which saw them actually throw hands. And EC3 hit his finish on Velveteen Dream and stood tall over him which uh, doesn't bode well for EC3's chances at a victory at nope. TakeOver. Nope. And uh, Tyler Bate beat Roderick Strong uh, in the main event in a fantastic match. Again, Tyler Bate getting that win because chances are Mustache Mountain will not be going Yeah, I don't, I don't foresee them winning at TakeOver. Speaking titles. of TakeOver, let's do a, a quick preview. Show starts Saturday, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Kick out, kickoff show starts an hour earlier. Here are the matches. EC3 versus Velveteen Dream. That's going to be a good We one. have our predictions for the show in our NXT recap. That went up Thursday. Yeah. Adam Cole versus Ricochet for the North American title. Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane for the women's title. Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era for the tag titles. And the main event for the NXT Championship, your champion, Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano in a last man standing match. Ooh, that should be a good one. I got Ciampa. Who do you got? Uh, Gargano. Uh Uh-oh. All right. Number five. five, Samoa Joe puts AJ Styles on blast. Yeah, he's really pushing that narrative that AJ is just a terrible husband and father. It's been uh, billed for a couple weeks now, and they added a little bit of uh, some personal business uh, to it, which I've, I've, I think has been effective. Um, it's basically Samoa Joe saying AJ Styles you're a great champion, but you're a crap father, mm-hmm. and uh, your own family wants you to drop that title so you can come back and be a family guy to them. Yes, and, and evidence of this, at least that Joe came up with, was a letter that he said was at first from a member of the WWE Universe. As he read it, you start to realize, oh, this is allegedly, because <laughs> the veracity of this letter is yet to be 
uh, stated is, is true or not. Yeah. Although I'm sure it's in Samoa Joe's handwriting. Um, yeah, that's one thing we didn't talk about too much is so kayfabe Samoa Joe just sat down and wrote a letter in the voice of Wendy Styles. Yeah, no. Yeah, there's a lot of layers of kayfabe to that letter. Um, so as he starts to read the letter, it, it dawns on us as viewers that he's reading a letter not from, you know, anonymous just some WWE universe member, but someone close to AJ. Right. And then in conclusion, we find out that is again purportedly from AJ Styles' wife, Wendy Styles. Yes. His name's not really AJ. Does Styles. Samoa Joe know that? It's uh, kayfabe, man. Alan Jones. Yeah. Is the real name. So her name probably is Wendy Jones. His wife is even named Wendy. Although he said Wendy in his promo too. (laughs) Wendy. So this should be, I mean, look, man, SmackDown has any number of really fantastic matches on the docket for SummerSlam. We've got, of course, uh, The Miz and Daniel Bryan. We'll talk about them in a second. Mm -hmm. And Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. These both could be matches of the night. If they gave them the time and leeway to do what they want to, either of these matches could be match of the year candidates. Yep. But it's WWE, so who knows? Well, hey, look, AJ and Cena had match of the year candidate a couple years ago at SummerSlam. True, Slam. true. That was fantastic. So this, that, it could be the case. I'm looking forward to it. Same here. Number four. Number four. Daniel Bryan staying in WWE confirmed? It seems like maybe. maybe, probably. He was on Sam Roberts' podcast and had this to say about his contract status. Quote, I have not re-signed yet, but it could happen as soon as the end of this week. And it might be a couple more weeks or whatever it is. I think at this point, it's 90%. I would say it's likely I will sign with WWE. He said, you kind of ran through. He said, it's 90 plus. Oh, sorry. Percent plus. Plus. So 91 or above. Yeah, no, I get the plus. Yeah. I know what plus means, man. So, uh, well, they might not. No, sorry. Uh, so that's exciting stuff. Other SmackDown results. Becky Lynch and Charlotte uh, tagged and won. Over Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. That Sorry. was very loud. Sorry. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers destroys the triple threat. No, not the team of Shane Douglas, Dean Bam. Malenko, oh. Chris Benoit. Or Shane Douglas, Bam Bam, or Bam, Bigelow, Bam Bigelow, and Chris, Chris Candido. Candido. Uh, this was uh, local enhancement talent dubbed the triple threat. Yes. The New Day beat Sanity. Uh, Killian Dane debuted a new singlet, which he claims yes. was his idea. Yes. But the internet broke over it. Uh, Andrade Almas uh, beat Aiden English in a very fast match. Yes. Uh, Matt, I'm sorry, Jeff Hardy uh, beat uh, Shelton Benjamin. Uh, and then uh, Randy Orton was lurking in the shadows. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we had the AJ Styles and Samoa Joe promos for the go home to SummerSlam. So, yeah, another fairly entertaining episode of SmackDown. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was breezy. It was fun. It was entertaining. There was three was a three-part video series highlighting the entire eight-year yeah, that was really good. story arc uh, that's been going on between Daniel Bryan and The Miz that was pretty darn effective. Um, all in all, fun, entertaining episode of SmackDown Live television. Yeah, that was good stuff. Number three. Three. Heyman swerves reigns. Well, we got our answer from last week. Uh, as far as the uh, Paul Heyman interview where he said uh, Roman Reigns can't beat Brock Lesnar unless, well, we got that answered. It was unless I managed Roman Reigns. And then as Roman Reigns was considering it, Paul Heyman uh, sprayed, like emptied a can of uh, pepper, pepper spray, spray or, mace. or mace right in his face, yeah. in his eyes. Yeah. And uh, that brought uh, sort of a thinner looking Brock Lesnar out. Yeah, he's definitely in fight camp. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, he dropped uh, Roman Reigns with, with an some, F5. With some strikes. Some left, strikes. came back in, F5, crowd chanted one more. Um, 
Yeah, they weren't really doing that. Uh, Heyman's performance was great. Raymond's before Raymond Roman's performance was really good. Raymond Reigns, especially when uh, Heyman um, quoted something that he said uh, Reigns' dad said to him and said it in Samoan. Yeah, we still never figured out. What yeah, it's not sure what he said, yeah. but obviously it, it 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 struck Roman enough that it, he considered Heyman's offer. Mm-hmm. Um, I still kind of feel like they did this a week too early. Yeah, they should have ended it. Roman holding that letter of agreement, whatever it was, considering it. Lesnar attacks, lays him out, all the while Heyman trying to tell Brock to stop. Yeah. And then keep the actual swerve, because then you have the, 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 that layer of intrigue that might be missing um, and was missing from their previous matches in terms of the drama of the actual match, not knowing how Heyman is going to interject himself into the finish. Yeah. I do wonder, given that we've heard that on Sunday, Brock is going to be meeting with WWE officials to discuss his contract. If they simply wanted walking into SummerSlam, basically the status quo, because that way, depending on how the meeting goes, they can either do a clean win or a clean win either way. Um, If you add another layer of drama, you might have to go back to the writing room with uh, not knowing Brock's status up until the very last minute. I mean, I'm sure logistically they could plan it all out either way. Yeah, how yeah, it goes. They, they, they would be able to do that, and it'd just be who takes the pin in the end, yeah, and, and who Heyman helps. Yeah, so that'd been interesting if Heyman helped Reigns without Reigns being cool with it, like put Reigns in a, in a situation where he's he asked he he is finally universal champion, but not on his terms. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but the the, pro- the problem with that is though the problem with that is if Lesnar's gonna go away. If the thing, if the meeting on Sunday doesn't go Brock's way, yeah, doesn't go well, yeah. If if it doesn't go either, you know, either of their mm-hmm. ways, mm-hmm. you know, if they say mm-hmm. no, we're going to part ways. You go do your thing, and then you always welcome back. Um, there, they need this victory to be decisive for Roman Reigns. Yeah, I suppose that's true. So, uh, so yeah, I could see them wanting to sort of go back to the status quo and just having this as a little, you know, it was entertaining. It was entertaining week for Raw for one yeah, thing. It was so it was a yeah. pretty fun show. Yeah. Speaking of Raw, number two, two. Jack Dean returns to Raw. That's oh, right. Man. Dean Ambrose returned. And for Dean Ambrose, he was jacked. Well, I mean, he had... Trunk. He had traps. pretty huge traps. Yeah. His For him. Well, period. His traps were large, period. No. Bill Goldberg and Triple H upon his return, they had big traps. Those are massive traps. Okay. Dean well, had large, prominent traps. Okay, that's fine. And yes, it, I'm just relative saying, to Dean. Relative to Dean, yes, they were a huge. huge jump. Yes. But there was a lot more bulk in this region yeah. and in this region. Yeah. A bit more in the arms, but it's more noticeable through here and up here. How crazy Goldberg's traps were. Oh, I know. And then you see Triple H when he came back yeah. and like he took it and it's just like from here, from his ear to his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's just cartoonish. But no, he looked great. Yeah. His head was shaved. He looks got like a beard he, now. He's got a beard. A nice thick beard. Yeah, he's, he's totally good. turning heel at some point. He's it's either gonna be at SummerSlam or it's gonna be after SummerSlam, but that's gonna happen because he looks like a heel. He full on looks like a heel. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh other results from Raw. Ember Moon beat Alexa Bliss by DQ thanks to interference from or an attack by Alicia Fox after an eclipse. Uh, Baron Corbin beat Tyler Breeze, making an example out of him. Beating him with a deep six, people. He used a signature maneuver. Uh, Finn Balor and Braun Strowman uh, in tag team action over Jinder Mahal and Kevin Owens. 
Bobby Lashley destroyed local enhancement jobber and huge fan of Elias Ricky Roberts. Yeah. That was funny. Uh, the B team beat the Revival and the Deleters of Worlds, which may be Matt Hardy's final match with the Deleters of Worlds. Yeah, it seems his, to be, he put a tweet up saying, saying thank you to, to Bray Wyatt. So mm-hmm. who knows? And Bray Wyatt put a tweet up saying, I'm looking for new entrance music. True. Uh, Paul Heyman. Oh, we already talked about that. Bob Roode and Titus Worldwide defeated Authors of Pain and Mojo in Ooh. a match that lasted maybe 65 seconds. Yeah. Ruby Riot beat Sasha Banks. And uh, the IC, oh yeah, the Intercontinental title contract signing is where Jack Dean returned. So Dean Ambrose is going to be in Seth Rollins' corner mm-hmm. at SummerSlam mm-hmm. as Seth Rollins takes on Dolph Ziggler, who will have Drew McIntyre in his corner. Yep. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. You think, so wait a second, if, if you believe, uh, I forget who you picked for the IC title match. Dolph. You picked Dolph even though Dean won't be turning on Seth. Yeah. Interesting. I think that's going to be the, the beginning of, of, of the turn. Oh, yeah, something wow. will happen where where uh, they won't be exactly on the same page, yeah. and that'll end up costing Seth the belt. I feel like I'm going to say this, and it's going to go against my uh, prediction. <clears throat> but if Dean doesn't turn on Seth, Seth is winning the IC title. Okay, but it doesn't really matter that I say that now because it's not part of my official no. predictions. I official still predictions have, are they're in, in the books. They're in. They're live. Once the public to see, they're it's set in. in stone. It's in. Speaking is of episode which, up by the way. Yeah, I just put it up. Well done. Um, number one. Number one. So what is going to happen at SummerSlam is our SummerSlam preview pre-show. Kickoff show, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 Pacific. Um, main card starts at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Expect probably about a five-hour show, two-hour pre-show. It's going to be a long day of wrestling. And you can join us. We will be live streaming our reactions from the back room. We got a brand new backdrop. It's tropical. It's great. And, uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So join us here for that. Our predictions video is up right now, so you can join in that discussion as well. And uh, like we mentioned earlier, Brock and the WWE will be meeting before the show. Well, this is, this is uh, from Barnburner Fired Up Podcast. They mentioned this bit of, mm, of okay. information. All right. Um, will that affect the outcome? I think definitely it's going to be the Reigns. Or it's going to be Lesnar. The only question I think at that point is, if Lesnar beats Reigns, if things get settled between WWE and Brock Lesnar and everybody's happy with everything and they say, hey, you know, going to the UFC with that universal title, if they do that, will the victory over Reigns be a clean one? No. Really? No, I think they got to protect Roman. More uh, uh, pepper spray. Something like that. Something like that. Something like that. Fla- like an exploding flash bulb. Maybe. Yeah. Some maybe. flash paper. <laughs> there you maybe go. Get some fire involved. <laughs> Perfect. Anyways, that's been this week in wrestling. Or 10 things you need to know about whatever. <laughs> Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, 
Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.